Hello and welcome to Bullet Points. This is a podcast where uh, we talk about games that have guns in them and they have shooting in them and all of those kind of things. Uh, today, today's a very special day, as every day is special here at Bullet Points headquarters. We're talking about Portal, uh, the game that you've probably already heard about that came from Valve in 2007. Um, yeah, let me introduce who I'm here with. I'm not just here by myself. I'm Reed McCarter. Get that out of the way. And my orange portal over to my left here is Edward Smith. Thrilled to be here. And my blue portal? Yeah, my blue portal is Patrick Lindsay. Hello, hello. A sad portal. <laughs> but we're not sad today, because Portal's a great game. Is it? Let's find out. Right? Yep. So yeah, that's what that here? is what we are here to do. I was, d- I was just trying to think of a pun on sad portal, like a word for sad that also sounds like portal or leads into portal, but I've got nothing, so let's just push on. Yeah, that's a bad day here then. Yeah, I He's know. a poor toll. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We're getting there. We'll workshop yeah. it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can find. Um, can I just um, can I just preempt this conversation by saying I give this game seven out of ten? Yeah, yeah. Let's just get that over with now at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's it's wise. easier that way. Yeah, and even just one of us can say it, and I think it it clears it up pretty easily. Yeah, Ed seven, Reed seven, Patrick seven. We put yeah. we put it into the computer. That's that's done. Okay, let's push on. Okay. So Portal, I don't know, Portal, I suppose everything needs an introduction, but Portal's one of these games that's just become ubiquitous, it's it's everywhere, you couldn't, couldn't play games over the last few years, last few years, Christ, it's actually more like almost a decade, oh my god, since 2007, um, but Portal was kind of, it was packaged in with uh, a collection that Valve put out of the Half-Life 2 and its expansions and Team Fortress and everything. Uh, which are very popular games, so it was kind of hard for anyone to miss that this game existed. And so, I don't know, a little, little explanation of what it is. It's a first-person shooter, but instead of shooting bullets, you shoot portals, and you walk in one portal, and you come out the other portal. And... <laughs> yeah, that is, there, is I think, the, the, the least appealing way to describe the game. It's you, you it's, walk in a portal. It's very and Spartan. You a different portal. It's very Spartan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that is spot on though. That is exactly what you do in Portal. Yeah, and I mean, there's a story that uh, that some people like quite a bit, um, and I don't like. So let's just get into this now and start with the big general uh, blanket question start with Patrick because he already tipped his hat. Patrick, what do you think of Portal? I like Portal. Do you like it? I do like it. Um, I might have been a little enthusiastic at the at the outset. Um, I don't think it's a fantastic game, but I do like it. I think it does a lot of really cool things, and I think more importantly, it sets up a lot of cool things that can happen later for other games or other versions of Portal. Um... Mm-hmm. So I think it's like imp- Portal Two. Yeah, more like almost exactly Portal Two. Yeah. Um, so I think that Portal is probably more of an important game than it is a good game in and of itself. Hmm. Ed. 
Uh, I really like Portal. I think that describing it in quite sparse terms is appropriate because something that it does really well is give you a very small set of mechanics and things that you can interact with and ways that you can interact and then finds myriad different ways to apply those mechanics and interactions um, which I think is like a really a sort of staple of designing games well. Uh, I got very very tired of sort of portal humour very quickly as it disseminated mm -hmm. throughout the internet um, and like you read I'm slightly unconvinced by the idea that the story, the writing, etc., are you know top grade. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I prefer the second one. I'll, give, I'll, I'll throw that in there as well. I prefer Portal Two, but this one laid the groundwork, as Patrick said. Yeah, and I imagine we'll we'll start talking about Portal Two at some point mm -hmm. because you know they're they're connected so closely. They're almost the same. It's just a Portal Two is just kind of an expansion of what this was doing. Yeah. Um. I guess I'll say I, I think Portal is a game that I appreciate quite a bit, and I understand why people really love it, and I think the design is sort of uh, kind of textbook solid game designing, and, and especially puzzle game design. I think it's it's exceptional in that, but all the same, I just there's something about this game that has always rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, that I think has to do with tone um, and uh, so for that reason I don't I don't like it much but I do think it's a good game if that makes sense what is it about the tone that you dislike uh, it's, it's got this I was thinking about this a lot playing it this time and I think it's uh, it's it's a clever game but it knows it's clever mm. I think it's maybe where I came down on it. it has this kind of cutesy um, and in case you don't know when you're playing this game your character is uh, is mute uh, from a first person perspective and the story moves forward uh, through this character called GLaDOS who's an AI who's talking to you and kind of taunting you as you go forward and uh, it's making jokes all the time about how you're you know gonna die and blah 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 uh, and the whole thing is very I think it's very kind of like they're they're winking at you oh. all the time and saying isn't this funny isn't this clever and there's there's just something about it and it's it's tough to talk about humor in this way about why humor doesn't work for you but this game just I don't know mm. if it was a person I'd find them an annoying person um <laughs> I think that it perhaps is laughing at its own jokes a little bit portal and yeah. I think it, it very sort of wantonly telegraphs the moments where you're supposed to go oh that's really clever or that's really funny mm -hmm. or that's an interesting twist and things like that um, at the same time you know it's it's a very comparatively it's a short game especially for you know a game that was on a CD in a box circa 2007 and um, it's quite a quiet game. There's not many characters. Well, there's there's you and the computer basically, and then you know occasionally the turrets have some sort of little bits of dialogue and things like that. But it's quite a quiet game, and it's just, it's sort of brief. And I think that's something I appreciate in video game writing and writing generally, is is brevity. 
Um, and although I agree with you, Reed, I think it is it's cutesy. I don't like all the sort of cake gags get really tiresome really quick, and they're a bit bloody sort of I don't know toothless and just kind of <laughs> like smarmy. But you know, for for a game of that length to kind of permeate so much and for people to sort of quote it so endlessly um, I think it has something yeah and I mean well I'd be curious to know sort of even aside from the tone how the story worked for both of you hmm. um, Patrick did you you like the game a lot do you do you like the story do you like what it does um I don't find the story in Portal particularly compelling. Um, it's I, I don't think it's bad, but it's also not you know the cancer-curing narrative that we kind of give it credit for being. Um, I think it's the the part of it that appealed to me is much more in line with what you're talking about, Reed. It's just the way that the game was designed and how all the parts fit together. The writing was just kind of. It was more sort of entertaining window dressing for me than anything else, um, so I wasn't blown away by the the story. No. Um, and Ed, yeah, yeah. I mean, you said you liked the briefness of it, the brevity of it, but yeah, um, I do, and I think it's got again something that video games often lack, which is a, <clears throat> a kind of a clear narrative through line, whereby you know your goal is to escape this facility and that's what you're doing um, the computer the, I keep calling it the computer GLaDOS throws these obstacles in your way <laughs> sort of, and leads you on tangents but you are essentially always trying to do the same thing and a lot of video game stories even though it's quite a basic sort of principle of good writing don't get that right you're often led into situations and told to do things and given mechanics simply for their own sake which is fine because it's you know it's playful and it's sort of the nature of games, but it's not good writing when you're just doing things just for the sake of like spectacle or or for or, like mere kind of gameplay in inverted commas. And Portal doesn't have that. I think everything, it, you know, it, it builds to a climax in the sense that you're always trying to escape this facility, and I think that that is something I appreciate. Yeah, I I think the one part of uh, the story itself that works really well is the moment where you break away from the test chambers yeah when, uh, mm -hmm. because the you know the first I guess two-thirds of the game are just you going through clearly numbered test chambers where you go into an elevator the elevator opens it says you know three of 19 and then there's a little puzzle just to get to the other side of the room or to open a door um, and the moment later on when the uh, protagonist uh, she starts going on a treadmill isn't that right? Yeah. Toward a wall of flame. Yeah, like a like an elevator th sort of thing. Yeah, and then she uh, uses her portal gun to get to the other side of it, and then starts kind of running for her life uh, through everything. And I think that's when the game's most exciting. That's actually one of the most interesting moments of the game because it's the first moment that you use, like you as the player, use the portal gun in a way that you as the protagonist weren't intended to. Like there's that weird crossover yeah. between you're supposed to figure this out as the player but not necessarily like have that translate into the, the narrative structure of the game. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of really weird fourth wall stuff going on, um, especially like right at that moment where you, like you're saying, you're, you break out of the test chambers. Yeah, and I think that's one of 
it kind of snaps that game into a different gear that mm-hmm. uh, that I think is one of the only really narratively interesting parts of it for me. Yeah, uh, because, it's pretty much a straight puzzle I, game up to that point. Yeah, and you kind of until then you're you have to kind of get by on on uh, how much you appreciate the sense of humor the game has because all you're really getting is Glados uh, talking to you. Uh, but at that point, it kind of feels like you can start imagining kind of what's happening. There's a sense of desperation and and everything that comes in at that point. Um, and that's something they expand on, I think, really well in the uh, sequel, which I think is a much better game overall. I, I think something they got, they got right, I don't know if you call it writing, but it's certainly um, tonal or atmospheric, is I think Portal's a very eerie game. Um, I think I can remember playing it, and you you kind of get to a point where in every sort of test chamber, there's a little like observation room, and you I, I sort mm-hmm. of start to notice that there's no one in them, and like, you know, when you finally do kind of break behind the scenes and you see everyone's gone and all the computers are sort of running but not really doing anything and like there's chairs turned over and whatever, and yeah, I don't know, I I I I think it hits, I think you go on a, a a bit of an emotional journey in Portal, in, in Portal, um, you know, between kind of funny, puzzled, maybe frustrated, a little bit scared, relieved, um, and yeah, again, games generally sort of hit just one button over and over again, which is excitement, 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 and yeah, Portal's kind of got confidence to sort of shift tone a little bit and do some some different things in each section, which again I appreciate. Well, that eeriness you're talking about too I didn't notice it so much before but uh, playing it again before this episode there's actually kind of ambient music that's playing mm. through a lot of the game that is I think pretty intentionally supposed to be unnerving mm. um, which I, I think it does that stuff pretty well yeah um, absolutely um, yeah yeah uh I'm actually kind of curious, though, as well, Ed and Patrick, if you like puzzle games in general. Uh, I I don't like puzzle games very much because um, I think what I'm more interested in in games generally, and what I tend to sort of write about more, is is writing and sort of characterization and, and exploration of I don't know. This is sounding very very sort of first year university, but exploration of themes and politics and um, drama and struggles and things like that and puzzles at least in a lot of the puzzle games I've played so Portal, Talos Principle uh, Thomas Was Alone things like this um, the the puzzles are kind of almost feel like a blockade you know you kind of you you do a puzzle and then then you get the next bit of what I'm really interested in then you do another puzzle and then you get the next bit Um, and there will be people who will you know maybe listen to this or I, I could do it myself. There are puzzle games where the puzzle is, you know, reflective of the the game's grander sort of thematic ideas. Um, but I always think that puzzles and puzzle mechanics are just so incredibly dry that even if the puzzle is kind of vaguely reflective of I don't know loss or depression or love or something, um, none of that stuff comes through because you're just kind of you're moving puzzle pieces and it's just quite a bland yeah. mechanical action. I don't really ever feel anything. From a puzzle, except a kind of sense of like vague accomplishment. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not keen on puzzle games for that reason. The other reason is, um, 
I, I just I, I tend to get frustrated with them. I, I don't really find much joy in solving puzzles. I tend to look at guides a lot of the time if I'm playing a puzzle game. Um, not because I'm stupid, just because I, I sort of I feel like I'm doing something just for its own sake. Um, like a puzzle is yeah. you know a puzzle is there merely to be solved. Uh, and I don't get much joy from solving puzzles, and you don't get much else at all from puzzles. So I don't, I don't quite get the joy of solving puzzles, basically. You encapsulated, like my my mm -hmm. feeling about puzzle games, pretty much exactly. <laughs> that. Yeah, same. Especially You're the same, Patrick. Yeah, especially um, your point on just puzzle game design and how they're either because they're either designed to be just straight puzzles, in which case they're almost like painfully straightforward, and they're the mechanics aren't enjoyable or they're like the Talos principle where they're designed for you to break out of the design in which case they're incredibly frustrating and you can't really progress without guides um, I don't think that we've managed to nail a puzzle mechanic that is rewarding in and of itself um, I think Ed your, your comment that they're almost kind of like toll booths or blockades that stand in your way um, again not to pick on the Talos principle but like when I was playing that that was exactly how I felt like I had to solve X number of these puzzles which weren't enjoyable in and of themselves it was just kind of I was moving through them so that I could get through to the next little bit of story which then, then just like resets that loop and it was not fun yeah I wonder I know some people though uh, truly love those kind of games you mm -hmm. know, and they're probably sad that there aren't more of them but I'm also kind of one of the kind of people who it's just not what I look for in a game I I want something that's uh, sort of a, an experience that doesn't have as much of a mechanical feel to it. Something that's cases. that's not quite so gated, almost. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's, you know, some people want want that kind of systemic feel to, you know, entering a room, figuring out a puzzle, getting a little bit of narrative progression, and then doing it again and again. Um, and the one thing I think is interesting in the context of Portal is that Portal, I think, kind of crossed over. You know, it's it's a game that uh, as someone who doesn't like puzzle games, I enjoyed actually the, the puzzles in it. You know, they didn't feel... Uh, there's something kind of organic about the puzzles in Portal are all about manipulating space, and the solution is never it's never very uh, obtuse. It's just it's always there in front of you. It's just trying to get your brain to figure out where things go to make the proper chain of events happen. Um, they're all yeah. They're almost all kind of engineering puzzles. It's not so much what am I supposed to do. Your objective is pretty clear. It's just what like how can I manipulate this environment to make that happen? Given these very simple tools that I have. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I'm interested to talk to you guys more about that too because uh, it sounds like you're both kind of like me in terms of, like, I, I think the Telos principle looks really interesting from a narrative standpoint, but I've decided I won't play it because it'll be hours upon hours of me uh, tabbing out to a, a FAQ and trying to replicate it. So I, I <laughs> not to sort of lead us on a tangent, but before I carry on. I think the Talos Principle is really not a very good game. Uh, I think that the, the, the story is this whole oh, can AIs be human? And uh, who gives a shit? Like, my computer doesn't even work properly at the minute. You know, I don't I don't care. Um, well, that's why you're biased against the whole idea. Yeah, exactly. And 
it's a game that you know purports to be about human experience and human emotions and blah blah but there's no humans in it and it's told through the kind of very trad rote you know finding computers finding diaries it's just it's just like it's very dry it's just sort of um, basic philo uh, philosophical posturing and I think anyone who's mm. kind of seen a documentary or read a book it kind of gets the Talos principle straight away um, as for puzzle games yeah I think that there's this, a certain kind of yeah, th there's different ways to sort of satisfy your own intelligence and when you play a puzzle game some people you know th their intelligence is satisfied by knowing that they did a puzzle but they solved a puzzle um, and it makes them feel sort of smart and rewarded and that's kind of like the prize is, is finishing that puzzle in of itself other people I think um, myself included their intelligence is satisfied and they, they kind of feel rewarded by um, maybe things that are by the way there's no like uh, hierarchy here I'm not saying that like one is better than the other but I think that some people are, are satisfied by more like, abstract things so you know uh, visuals humor um, maybe a more kind of like personal sense of accomplishment not just sort of solving blocks but doing something that means something to you um, and I think well, Portal has a little bit of that. I think that when you solve those puzzles, you're not just solving a puzzle, you get like a fun bit of visual extra uh, uh, abstraction when you walk through the portals. You get like a bit of humour, Velos' uh, mm -hmm. dialogue. You get a sense of doing something for you because the puzzles, they don't have like multiple solutions, but you you do them in a, they're, they're loosely structured. You're given like a room and you just have to find your way out of this room. And there are sort of, not exactly different approaches, but there are sort of tweaks you can make and do things in different orders and sort of play around with it a little bit more. It's like a sort of toy box rather than like a straightforward puzzle. Um, I think that's why it has that crossover appeal that you mentioned, Reid. Yeah, that's a. I think it's interesting the way that you're uh, when you talk about the the visual experience of of going through a solving a puzzle in Portal. Um, because I, I think that's what I was trying to get at before as well, what you were saying about uh, some people, the way you put it, their intelligence is satisfied uh, by solving it, uh, just solving the puzzle itself. Um, and, and for me, it's always just a feeling of relief. It's never a feeling mm -hmm. of yeah. satisfaction. It doesn't feel like I accomplished something. I feel like, okay, I, I You made removed an obstacle. Yeah, which to me is stressful rather than... Uh, it's it's different than how I feel when I finish reading a book and mm -hmm. I'm you know standing outside going for a walk thinking about what I just you know thought about. I think I think it is I don't know the the whole right brain left brain theory or whatever, but it's it's very analogous with some people are uh, um, are drawn to kind of systemic work, logical kind of work, and some people are drawn to abstract ideas. Well, it's like how how some people like doing Sudoku puzzles and some people like reading books, um, and then yeah, a much larger proportion of people enjoy both things in various quantities because um, they they scratch very specific itches. Well, I, I have my the best way I always have of summarizing this is um, basically me and my sister. So she was always great at maths at school, and mm -hmm. I always enjoyed like the English lessons and the reading. And now she works as a programmer, coder, sort of in games. So she likes solving the kind of programming, coding troubles, and I do, you know, writing about games. So that's the mm -hmm. kind of two like divergent mm -hmm. sensibilities. Um, yeah, yeah, I understand precisely what you mean, Patrick. 
I think that when you're talking about puzzle games, um, it's, part of it is personal preference, but part of that can be facilitated by the design of the puzzles themselves. Like if the if they're designed systemically to be entertaining enough, and I think Portal does have some of that. Um, the kind of we'll call it joke pacing because it's not really narrative pacing at first, um, but also like puzzles involve like flying through the air and like bouncing across rooms and stuff, and it's fun, man. It's freaking entertaining Mm. Um, but I also think at the same time that most people's favorite parts of portal or portal games aren't you know test chamber number 12 but this part this bit of dialogue between uh, Chell and GLaDOS or like this cave Johnson rant or whatever Mm. Um, and I don't know if that speaks more to the fan base that they've cultivated or if it's if it is a note on the design of the game but I think it's worth noting I think that's yeah. that's absolutely right. I mean, when I recall Portal, I'm not yeah, like you said, I, I I couldn't sort of, you know, describe to you specifically like one puzzle. Like, what's your favorite puzzle? I can say like elements. Like, oh, I like where you've got the gel in Portal Two, or I like where you've got to you know drop a turret through a portal or something. But yeah, the things that that stick out to me are always the dialogue, the exchanges, and. Um, the, the kind of moments of like visual flair. So there's a really great moment in Portal 2 where you kind of walk out and it's all overgrown and leafy. Um, and it's like, you know, it's a, it's a big kind of, this is very different to the first game moment. Um, yeah, and it, it's those things that I remember. And I guess that is a big part of why the game is successful because it has, you know, exceptional puzzle design, like really, really intricate and bright and telegraphed and smart puzzles, but also it's a sitcom. Yeah, and it's interesting because I, I feel that way too. Even though I, the tone of the game, really rubs me the wrong way. It yeah, it's very smug. But I think it's testament to something about it that, uh, even replaying it now, I wanted to get to certain moments. You know, I wanted to. Uh, you can play it pretty quickly if you played it before, and you remember how to do decent number of the puzzles um, so in a first sitting I wanted to get to the part where you start escaping because that stuck out of my head even if I wasn't fond of the the dialogue and the voice acting and so forth I wanted to get to a specific sequence um, yeah and I think they, they do a good job of, of not sacrificing the kind of methodical pace of a game uh, and still having these moments that stick out in your head after you've finished. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, I wonder if the, the smugness and the kind of slightly self-satisfied tone um, is in hindsight, you know, whether that kind of arrived after the fact when it became, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of saying, questioning whether it's the game's fault or whether it's because the fan base or the sort of yeah. fan, the fan culture around Portal is so febrile and so kind of uh, ubiquitous that it can't help but feel a little bit just pleased with itself because it's everywhere. But I don't know if that's the game necessarily or just people's response to it. I mean, that's I a very to... that's a very valid point. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think about that more this time playing through it. There are moments that I know that even the first time I played it, when I wasn't reading about games at all uh, or interacting with people who would make portal jokes, um, there there are moments like the ending. Uh, with that song still alive, mm. that just 
I just the yeah you know yeah and that even on its in and of itself and I wonder now if it's just amplified mm. over time uh, I think even the first time I played the game there was I some of the jokes are really funny but there is something about the, the self-satisfied tone of the game that has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way and maybe it's just become worse mm. knowing that it's kind of venerated but I don't have the same problem with the uh, sequel mm. which I think uh, does a much better job as it expands and has more characters and yeah you know. I, I think Portal 2 is kind of Portal 2 is just it's just like lovely it's so nice and it's it's funny and the characters are really vibrant and like no one dies and um, everything's like tied up nicely and neatly and everyone sort of gets along in the end and it's kind of like the closest thing I've played to you know like a really good Pixar film or something that's got something for everyone it's like mm. a really good like family afternoon movie almost um, I love Portal 2 for that the first one, yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm absolutely with you, Reed. I can't quite put my finger on what it is about the tone. That song, especially, um, absolutely, is emblematic of what you're talking about. I just can't quite place my finger on what it is, but it is. It's just like a sort of twee, you know, kind of gentrified, inoffensive in the kind of pejorative sense. Yeah, I, I, there's something about it that's just that is just kind of bothersome and I'm not sure what it is but you are right it's a hard thing to articulate yeah easily. it is and it's it's the sort of thing that you know is very aware of its own popularity mm. which I think does not help but it wasn't it wasn't at the time it was made though right yeah I mean it, sta you know? it started out as quite a kind of you know like it's kind of just an experiment yeah starting right uh, you started out without much ego I think at all I just yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the tone. Um, I don't know if it maybe sometimes feels as if it's written to be quoted and written to be sort of, you know, repurposed into internet memes. Maybe it, it feels that's, like that. Well, that's sort of what I mean by yeah. saying it's so kind of aware of its own popularity. Mm. Um, it, yeah, like, it, you know, how you watch a Joss Whedon movie and you can tell he's writing one-liners instead of writing dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's like the game version of that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's a problem in a bigger problem in uh, in Hollywood movies. Yeah, is uh, even the some of the smartest ones they can't resist having something blow up and you know a character in frame making a coy one-liner about it. Yeah, and just ruining the whole moment. But you know the worst example of this that I can think of are those minions from Despicable Me, um, which were. <laughs> In the, in the sense that they're simple, easy to plastic mold shapes were like patently designed to be merchandised. Oh yeah. You know, without a doubt. Like it almost feels like they came first and then they wrote a film around them. Um, and Portal on occasion, yeah, it feels like, oh what what can we write here that people will turn into an internet joke or yeah, we're we're kind of feeding off a sort of internet humour sensibility, which is a fucking oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think people like GLaDOS so much? Why do they think that voice and that that uh, that tone is so funny? Um, I think it, 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 it's kind of like a 
it's a doomed mission this like trying to explain why something's funny um but i guess yeah, you can leave it alone i was just curious no no, no I, I, I think it's a valuable question to consider it's the it's the deadpan i guess it's that she's saying the most sort of hideous yeah. hideous things in like a flat voice but also you know she's like programmed to be that way and there's a kind of she can't help it and that's what's funny in the way that like archie bunker can't help but you know say the things that he says um yeah it's something like that i suppose but i i prefer personally just to kind of experience it and not you know just just have it and not really dig into it mm. um but i don't mean to sort of shut down the conversation with that <laughs> no 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 that's i i didn't really think of it until you pointed it out but sometimes trying to explain why a joke is funny is or not funny is the uh is a bit of beating a dead horse hmm. but i was just stuck on the last thing you said you, you prefer to just have it and not analyze it and i think that's what i'm going to do from now on if i if there's that's what we should just do game. with games in general just don't analyze yeah. them just, just enjoy them just have fun just, they're just games yeah. They're just, just there for our entertainment. Fun. Yeah, don't take them so well, seriously, lol. Yeah. Mm. Um, I d man, I, what do you say about Portal anymore? It's well designed. It's got a decent enough story that I don't like. Mm. I think. I think that Portal is. Um, it's worth noting that Portal is kind of more just a tech demo for Portal Two. Um, I don't think Portal is really all that overly noteworthy until Portal 2 kind of arrives, but mm. that's just contentious opinion of the day. No, I, I can mm. see that. I can see that. Um, but I feel like I feel like you couldn't have Portal 2 without Portal 1. Oh, absolutely you couldn't. You absolutely yeah. couldn't, which is why Portal is a very important game. Mm. Um, but I think it's, it's Portal 2 that's the real kind of obvious star of the series. I don't think anyone would debate that. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the contender. Well, it's interesting, too, the way when you say that, that it's kind of a glorified tech demo. When you look at the way it was released, where it was just uh, right, hacked yeah. in with, with other games, like they, I think Valve was aware that, or they, they weren't aware, they probably didn't know if this was something that they just thought was cool, or if uh, a lot of people would think it's cool. Um, and it's interesting to look at how this game in 2007 that was how you had to release it you had to uh mm. you had to let it piggyback on something as big as half-life uh and now i think you see a lot more games like portal yeah which i think is is fantastic that mm -hmm. now we have a, a a means of distribution and everything where people can make these three to four hour games and release them for for a smaller amount of money um, and try these experiments the last thing that you know, Valve needs is more praise, but I, I, I really admire, I really admire the mentality of, of putting that in the orange box. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm really sort of pleased that they did that and they kind of were willing to experiment um, mm -hmm. and to actually just sort of stick this thing in there and, and see what happens. Um, because, you know, you think of like 2007 games wise, you had like Modern Warfare, Bioshock, the first one, and the original Assassin's Creed and stuff like this and it was kind of the rise I think of you know what we now have of these like mega blockbuster games these super blockbusters and it was nice looking back that you know there was also someone 
uh, kind of pioneering, if you like, a sort of a, a different sensibility of actually just let's give this a go instead. Yeah, and I, it's it's a different time. You you play a game like Portal, and uh, Portal is, you know, it's a seminal game for a lot of reasons. You you try to play it without thinking of what games are like now in 2015. Um, and you try to think back to when this thing came out, and it's it's completely different. You know, I, I probably played this a year or two after it came out, and uh, it was genuinely really neat mm. to yeah. get this package and that I had bought so I could play Half-Life 2 finally, and then boot this thing up, and it's this whole different idea. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's encouraging. I think it was encouraging even back then um, to sort of think, wow, you know, there are, there are games other than what I'm aware of, basically. Um, yeah, I remember the exact same experience. I didn't play Portal, I just sort of ignored it and just did Half-Life, 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 like three or four times. Played Half-Life 2 before I finally sort of tried Portal out because I didn't know what it was. Um, but yeah. I yeah. Yeah, I... I don't know. Maybe that's. Uh, <laughs> I feel. I feel bad that. It's, it's, I feel like we're. It's grinding our gears trying to find more well, to talk about with Portal. This is it. It's a, it's a hard game to discuss because so much has been said about it, and I think everyone's kind of aware of it, and uh, I think everyone has a very similar opinion on it, which is kind of unanimously mm -hmm. positive, with a few caveats. And what I'm reticent to do is to sort of sit here and. Generally <clears throat> positive, yeah. I don't want to be sort of critical of Portal just for the sake of having something new to say. Um, uh, like, you know, and as much as I, I think we could all kind of pick fault with it, it's it's good. It's it's a really good game. Um, but that's unfortunately not you know enough <coughs> of an opinion to maybe carry an hour long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so they can't they can't all be winners in terms of but I, material I, to talk about. I think it's a it's a good springboard maybe for that broader discussion on puzzle games um, because yeah. one thing that I've personally found frustrating over the past you know, five, six, maybe seven years is the kind of volume of puzzle platformers um, you know the, there's so many kind of kickstarter pages and things like this, oh we're working on a puzzle platformer it's going to be a puzzle platformer, it's a puzzle platformer about dot 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 alcoholism or something um, and they just seem to be the kind of go-to genre for uh, especially independent games and I think that one of the reasons of that is that because puzzle platformers kind of bring with them you know a sense of like not being violent and not being gratuitous and not being what games are typically associated with being they're not sort of masculine and boisterous like a puzzle platform is quite gentle and I think that a lot of game developers are trying to be sort of more gentle and, and sort of investigate things a bit more um, gently and delicately and subtly. Um, yeah. Um, you you see a lot of um, puzzle platformers being granted almost sort of like de facto ambassadorial status to the quote non-gaming masses. Like, these are going to be the games that are going to, you know, convince your mom or your cousin or your sister or whoever to that video games can be cool and can be for everybody and I think it is because that interaction isn't it's not just that the interaction is less violent it's also just much simpler um, 
it's just walking and jumping for in most cases. Um, unfortunately, good puzzle platformer design actually requires you to use those very basic skills in uh, very complex ways, like Super Meat Boy, I think, is a perfect example of that. Um, and those are actually anything but user-friendly, um, which is why I think Portal was kind of championed, again, as another one of these potentially ambassadorial games, because it has, you know, the it has a female protagonist, a female antagonist. There's actually no real male characters in the game. It's GLaDOS at least really not the female. first one. Um, it's non-violent. It's well. I'm just be, I'm just being that. No, that's true. It's a woman. That's, that's true. No, that's true. Um, and then, um, but when you when you get to especially the last part of the game, it, it's another one of these things where these interactions that you've been working on just become excessively complex, and how you have to use them, and the level of mastery I think that is required. Not, I mean, not just Portal. This is a puzzle platformer thing in general, but that kind of shoots way through the roof and kind of gets in its own way in that respect. Puzzle platformers have this problem where they can't really decide who they're trying to be for. Yeah. Well, I mean. Puzzle games and, and puzzle platformers are, I think, as old a uh, as traditional a game design as as shooters. You know, as as traditional violent. Oh games. sure, yeah. Um, so it's interesting that a lot of people mm. try to see that as a almost an alternative way forward. But I think it 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 makes a lot of sense because everyone can think and and can you know I think not too many puzzle games require you to have uh, knowledge of how games work so it allows you to uh, throw someone else in there whereas even mm -hmm. something like Uncharted uh, which you know my partner who doesn't play many games wanted to try it out because she thought it looked cool which doesn't happen often and just couldn't deal with you know a shooter because that's that's something that consciously or not you develop a skill in over playing games um, so there is something to the idea of, of puzzle games being kind of for everyone, but I think, I think they also don't appeal to as many people as, mm. as we might like to think. I don't know, and that's, yeah, that's where you see things mm. like a, a game like Journey, which is, uh, you know, sort of an action game that's simplified to the, to its skeleton, and uh, games that are kind of derogatorily called walking simulators, which is a stupid, mm -hmm. a stupid term. But yeah. these kind of things, I think, those are kind of where you show people the the potential also, of what uh, games uh, yeah, can do, what they offer. I know what you're getting at. I'm a bit confused by the idea that yeah, so forth, uh, don't offer puzzle games are a, a kind of good ambassador. Because I don't know. You can go out and buy a book of crossword puzzles or Sudoku, and I, I yeah, I'm not convinced that they necessarily convey you know everything that games can be or, or even like the sort of central unique thing that games can be um, one that I, I really adore and it's probably one of my favorite games of all time is Limbo um, because in Limbo you move left you move right you can jump and you can drag things and, and you know and that's it and it's, it's as simple as it comes um, but the puzzles are still challenging and it's still uh, interesting in the kind of you know like literature sense. You know, it's like a, it's it's an interesting kind of story, and it's like a grim world, and there's like a there's an it's evocative. 
um, in a way that a lot of puzzle games through their kind of quite dry design fail to be. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for Limbo. I don't, walking simulators, I don't know if we're going off on a big tangent here. Uh, like you say, Reed, I hate the term as well. This um, whole episode's a big tangent. So the whole episode is a whole... We have walked through many portals <laughs> in this yes. episode. Yeah, I was come out the side of other portals. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about quote-unquote walking simulators really sort of demonstrating the best of video games because I think that they're very empty and... Uh, I, don't, I don't mean yeah. the best as much as I mean showing it's kind of a kind of a gateway to understanding yeah uh, uh, yeah, yeah okay yeah like a different side uh, basically an, an, an introduction to show people that hey you can play video games too yeah yeah okay yeah and, that, yeah. and even I, I think the thing that a lot of those those games done well do is they show that you can tell uh, which I think is this is really interesting for people who you know say read a ton of books or watch a ton of movies or, or both um you see a game like uh, Ed and I are divided on this, but Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, I think is fantastic. And I think you, these games kind of show you, or Gone Home or something, they show you the way a, a story can be constructed um, that you can unravel at your own pace, that kind of comes to you and is revealed to you, told to you, through your uh, your own pace your own your own poking at it and and getting to different corners of it which god that makes no sense no no i follow you um yeah it's it's you know it's you're doing it for yourself and that's again going back to the idea of like intelligence being satisfied some people really kind of enjoy that they found it that they made it happen that they kind of unpacked the story at their pace and it, it was for them um or just even that it feels like it's it's the entire story is there yeah you know and and you are it, it's it's not being the story's not being told unless you are kind of almost physically interacting with it yeah um, I, I think that's something that's very unique to games that would interest a lot of people interested in narrative traditional I, narrative yeah i think it's unique to games i mean I, i'm just personally not i don't like it I, I prefer to be told a story i like someone else i like the author to kind of pace it and the author to kind of pick when things happen and what i see and what i hear because i like to you know proverbially sit around the campfire and and hear a tale like that's that's what i enjoy but yes um i think that yeah more than puzzle games those you know you everybody's gone to the raptures you've gone homes are a, a better gateway yeah uh, yeah, that is a, a bit of a tangent, but because I am with you, Ed, a lot of times, you know, we've talked about this before, I, I prefer a strongly directed game, a yeah. game that mm -hmm. is uh, that is confident in the story it's telling or, or what it's trying to convey, what it's trying to make me feel, and will sacrifice interactivity, maybe, mm. is, is the term to put it, in order to make that happen properly. Mm -hmm. Um and I, I'm just saying in terms of if you're looking at something that will show the potential of how a game can make you feel things in a different manner than other media mm. um, then I think these the walking simulators are, are kind of the, the gateway drug the mm -hmm. ambassador kind of 
I yeah. don't know. But I, I think that Portal has some of those qualities as well. I think that um, Portal is is kind of similarly alluring or, or seductive because you can mm-hmm. you can pitch it quite well to people who maybe don't play games. Say it's not just a game; it will make you laugh. And I think that that's mm-hmm. kind of like an important, you know, lifting of the barrier a little bit. You know, there's something in this for the person who watches television comedy. There's something in this for you know someone who's got like a sense of humour. Um, and yeah, I think that that is uh, an important sort of welcoming hand that again you don't get in a lot of other games. Because game game yeah. game humour is not good. Um, no. Game game. No, there really are very few games that manage to actually do it. Yeah. Portal 2 I think is is legitimately a very very funny game. Yeah, Portal 2 is hilarious. One, one, one thing that I think we've been dancing around that I don't think we've actually landed on yet that I wanted to get you, you guys' opinion on was like Portal's extensive use of environmental storytelling mm. because it does a ton of that. Um, in fact a lot of the actual story and the the quote portal lore that people have uncovered have come strictly from the environmental elements and i was wondering given your both of your kind of previously stated aversion to uh, environmental storytelling if you how you thought it played out in this game uh read yeah portal kind of i think shows how to do it and not do it at the same time because some of it uh some of the environmental storytelling is as simple as just basic visual cues right you have mm-hmm. just the way the rooms are constructed and like ed was saying before the empty observation rooms uh, behind glass like that kind of stuff i think is i i never want that to be the entirety of how a story is told but it's definitely something that uh any visual media needs to be competent in doing to tell its story well but then portal also does the thing which I think maybe in 2007 wasn't <laughs> wasn't quite as uh, quite as big of a deal, but like when you find the the guy who's been hiding in the walls before you, a previous test subject mm-hmm. who's been hiding and and he's scrawling things on the walls about you know don't trust Glados and the cake is a the... lie. Ugh. The cake is a lie, Patrick. But that kind of stuff is I think that's sort of the the most blunt way of, of doing that kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. you know you look at it now and I think this this many years on when you've seen it done so often and so poorly, you look at that and it's it's like getting smacked in the head with a hammer. Like yeah, and um, so I think Portal shows though that you can you can accentuate what you're doing by by just nice little touches. Mm. Um, as you're telling a story, but then it also shows this is the silliest way to do it when you just have someone scrawling, presumably with some paint they found somewhere. I think <laughs> like that that stuff is so silly; it just snatches me right out of whatever's happening. We had this conversation about, I think even in the first episode, about alien isolation and the, the graffiti on the walls in alien isolation, which makes right. some, you know zero sense because this was supposed to be like a big emergency and everyone was and you know who the hell had time to spray fuck the marshals on the wall or whatever Um, (laughs) yeah Um, I think I'm a little more forgiving of the graffiti stuff in Portal just because they contextualise it with that character who is kind of in a room losing his mind 
and has no one to talk to and the sort of scrolling on the wall feels a little more natural because of that. As for environmental storytelling generally, um, I'm not really, I don't know, it's, I feel like, what do I feel like? Again, it's a conversation that we, we had in Bioshock and I think that we agreed that you know, the, the problem is that it, it, there's no sort of pacing, there's no kind of structure in environmental storytelling, it ends up being quite loose and you get like a general sense of something but not like a story, it doesn't really tell a story, it just kind of conveys an atmosphere and in that sense it's just you know the same as like mise en scène in, in films, it's not really um, a, a unique thing to games. Um, but. I don't know. I think it's it's still it's still to be done well. I think that it can be done well. Um, I just think that it's not been done right. I think that what happens is environmental storytelling is translated into uh, sort of vibrancy and fantasy and kind of making the environment into something that's you know very 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 nakedly trying to draw the eye. Whereas you could make a I, I think like a really good. Uh, environmental example of environmental storytelling is something like, you know, Liberty City in Grand Theft Auto 4, where it's not kind of abstracted. It's not like graffiti on the walls. It's not video diaries left around. It's not, you know, specific kind of artifacts and miniature that have clearly been left behind by people for you to find. It's just, you know, it's a working city and it rains and it pours and it's people coughing in the streets and you get like a great atmosphere from that without it being a video game environment in big capital letters. Um, so I prefer it when it's like that, sort of more subtle. Yeah, that's even, that's even like um, uh, Kane and Lynch too. You yeah. Know, mm -hmm. to go back to that. I, I was just thinking of games that do, just, and I feel weird about even calling that environmental storytelling just because that has these connotations now. It's, well, I, it's like yeah, it's true. It's almost just visual design, right? Audio yeah. visual design. Yeah, set set design. Yeah, I guess. set design exactly. I think environmental storytelling is a kind of. A, a strange and slightly bullshit term to mean, yeah, set design. Um, you you play like the airport level of Max Payne Three, and you get like a sense of urgency and tone and sort of fear and claustrophobia. Uh, I to play that game. And it's not environmental storytelling in the kind of you know dedicated way, but it is an environment which adds something to the sense of like narrative and purpose and violence. Um, so yeah, I think environmental storytelling can just mean set design, and you can just design like a really good set, and out of that, people will extrapolate, you know, emotions and experiential things. Um, yeah. Yeah, which I think Portal does well. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, what we said earlier about the kind of eerie control rooms and like computers blinking on and off and things mm. like that. You know, that's quite a mundane setup. It's just like a, a room. There's not graffiti on the walls, there's not a video diary left there, there's not like a sort of stack of papers that say, we were wrong, or anything like that. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it just kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I prefer that sort I of... Wonder what, I wonder what you were saying to Ed about, it, it does make a bit more sense that the guy holed up in the walls is scrawling things on yeah. the walls, because uh, it's contextualized a bit that way. And it makes me think, again, you know, just like when Patrick was asking about whether the the jokes in the game uh, rub people or us the wrong way, uh, just because of their what's happened with them outside of the game, mm. 
And I think, I don't know, I wonder looking back on, on the notes written on the wall, if that's just something that's irritating now, mm. you know, that maybe at the time is, is less of an issue. Yeah. Because can, it does make contextual sense. It still pulls me out of it, but it makes more sense than, than most of the times you see that. Yeah, it's kind of annoying posthumously. Um, <laughs> because so many people have done it since and it's become such a sort of trope and become sort of synonymous with lazy writing and lazy design but yeah. I, yeah I don't find it particularly sort of jarring in Portal um, I think it's I think it's alright yeah and it's not the game's fault I don't like blaming a game for something that it doesn't contain yeah that other people have done to it yeah anyway speaking of not blaming the game for what it contains uh-huh. I don't even know what I'm doing I thought for some reason I'm pretty tired we're recording this earlier than usual is that something that can be said it's almost noon now it's but well we're recording this in three different countries yeah it's true so we're it's the true we're the United Nations of yeah games. exactly yeah yeah um, so, Madam Speaker, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, that that was Portal. That was Portal and everything that we could take from Portal. Um, and I'm going to sign off. My name, I was the host this time. You're uh, guiding this, this ship down the stormy seas. I'm Reed McCarter. You can find me on the internet at Reed McCarter. That's where stuff goes. I was joined, as always, by Patrick Lindsay. You can find me on Twitter at HanFreakinSolo. Um, if you're at all interested in anything that I do, it will show up there. And I was also joined by Edward Smith. And you can find me on the internet at Most Sincerely Ed, uh, which is likewise a repository for things of mine. And you can find you can find this this podcast itself on Twitter as well at Bullet mm-hmm. Points Podcast, right? Yes. Patrick? Yes. And uh, that's correct. Yeah, and you should go on there and you can tell us we suck or that we're awesome or maybe just in between would be the best. Or suggest games that you want us to talk about. Yeah, that's something. Wh- whatever. That's something I wanted to bring up as well. If there's if there are games that you think you'd uh, would be good good bullet points fodder then please let us know we always like to play them um that's gonna do it for this week i think sorry that this was a bit of a bit of a strange one but you know it's a bit of a strange game it's a bit of a strange game it's a bit of a strange day here in toronto as well looking outside my window and i'm a bit of a strange host that's going to do it for this week. <laughs> well, well, hang on, hang on, Reed. What are we discussing next time? I was about to say that. That was going to be that's, the last thing I said. That's so twice. that the intro music can start playing as I say, oh, Max, Pain. <laughs>